Yeah, he didn't forget. Well, good morning. Praise the Lord. I count it uh, at least a double blessing this morning, plus there are probably others I don't even know about. But uh, we are blessed to have our new pastor and uh, his wife, Lynn, in uh, this morning in the service. And uh, we're ready to start a new chapter here at uh, Cypress Street. Uh, this is also the start of Holy Week, where we remember the, uh, the walk that Jesus took, the ride, and the uh, path that he uh, started down at the end of his ministry, and the sacrifice that he made for us. And uh, be mindful all week, please, of, of the, the sacrifice and the love and the grace that was shown for us. Uh, like to welcome our visitors. Glad to have everybody here with us this morning. But uh, uh, this is a blessed day and a, a nice day since the rain held off for us too. Uh, as far as uh, giving, uh, if you need to go to cypressstreet.church/give, uh, you can give that way. We also have a little box in the back if you'd like to put uh, something in there. Uh, reminder today, we'll also have a singing at the guest house. Uh, so if, if you'd like to participate in that, uh, that'll be at 3 o'clock. Wednesday, we'll have a potluck supper. I know nobody cares about those, but uh, we will have the potluck supper, and uh, we'll get a chance to uh, have some more fellowship time with uh, Pastor Dan and Sister Lynn. And uh, there will also be, of course, the youth meeting with Bryce that night. Next Sunday will be our Easter services and a special time to, uh, to get to worship together. The children will have a chance to have an egg hunt uh, outside during uh, counting on the weather to hold on for that as well. I, uh, I picked out a few verses and I ran them by Brother Dan before I... Uh, read them. I didn't want to step on his toes this morning in the message. They're from Zechariah 9, Matthew 21, and Psalm 118. Um, you might recognize these verses, but uh, I'm reading them from the Zechariah aspect in the Old Testament. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Continuing with Matthew Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there and with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. Hosanna 
Psalm 118, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. Let's pray. Father God, we, uh, we thank you this morning for the blessings that you've brought our way, uh, the sacrifice uh, that was made for our deliverance and salvation. We pray that you turn hearts again to you, uh, stir up within us uh, what uh, needs to be uh, for the use of our talents, uh, our faith, uh, our ability to love others, strengthen us for the fight ahead, help us to persevere to the end, and we ask that you speak to our hearts this week. Deliver us now, we pray, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hosanna. Amen. This is time for us to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries for those who were born in April or married in April. Let's start out with birthdays first. you all. Now this, I'm assuming we came this morning to sing praises. So let's stand up and begin with a beautiful hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns.
sermon is a beautiful little course. It's rather short, but the message is beautiful. The purpose of our being here this morning is to sing praises unto his name. and the beautiful song Hallelujah Praise Jehovah
may be seated. And Brother Masters, if we don't have them going on that one, you, I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen today, okay? <laughs> Great singing, everybody. And children, it's time for you to go to your classes. It's good to see each of you in the house of the Lord. A great day, Palm Sunday, an exciting day for our church family here at Cypress Street. Uh, so what a great day to see you. I don't know what happened, but everybody moved to the right. It might be a political statement, like when you came in, I just have to sit on the right. I don't know, left, you're suffering over there. We need to get the, the praise team to all sit over here. Of course, I know several are ill, and we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. If you look on your sheet, you see, of course, two sisters. We, we shared that last week. And thanks to Brother Carvin for ministering to the families. And we, uh, we see the, the Price family and, and uh, D'Artes family. We want to remember them in prayer. And there's many others that we've lost we want to remember in prayer. Many of us have friends. Several procedures coming up with Gene Ward, uh, Blanche, um, that, that's coming up. Uh, of course, continue to pray. We took Pastor Dan off there, I guess, because now you're now you're here. You don't get prayed for. No, <laughs> no. We'll we'll try to get that corrected. Obviously, pray for pray for them. They they. Thanks for everybody who's worked so hard to get the house ready. Thanks for everybody that's helped unpack boxes. And uh, and if if you you know if Lynn needs help. We'll, we'll be there for you, okay? So thank you. We're so excited about y'all being here. That is a praise, a definite praise. So we thank the Lord for that uh, as well. And it was very, very special seeing Priscilla on the piano today. Yeah. Um, and Kathy, having you back there. See, it's like a new look. So I, I mean, I'm not even gone yet. You guys are changing things, you know? <laughs> So that's pretty awesome. You know, it's pretty awesome. I've got a scripture I want to read to you as we go to the Lord in prayer. Psalm 100. Shout, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. Amen. His unfailing love continues forever. Thank you. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, first of all, praising your holy name for your faithfulness, for your goodness. God, you created everything around us. You created us. While we were in our mother's womb, you knit all our parts together and made us unique. Lord, sometimes we wish those parts were different, but you made them perfect. You don't make mistakes. You're not surprised by anything that goes on. God, you are the creator, the sustainer, the lover of our soul. 
We praise your holy name. You're the one that allows us to come and, and cast our cares to you. And Jesus, thank you for the sacrifice that we begin to celebrate uh, this, this next week. And Lord, thank you that by your stripes we're healed. So God, we cast every name that's listed on our prayer sheet. And Lord, there's many, many more. We lay them at your feet. Each of us have a burden, a child, a grandchild, a niece, nephew, brother, sister, someone in our family, someone that's a neighbor, close friend, that has both a physical and a spiritual need. And God, you're the healer of both. There's nothing impossible for you. So God, we cast that name to you right now, that burden that's on our heart, we cast that name to you. God, we also lay ourselves at your feet and in a few moments when we hear the message that you share with us, Lord, we pray that you would allow us to open our hearts and you speak to us and minister to our soul through Pastor Dan. Father, we're so thankful that you have blessed our church by sending us two faithful servants of yours. God, we're excited what the future holds. And Lord, we just pray that you would be with us, that we would join together in, in like a marriage covenant with you, God, to move the kingdom forward, particularly right here in West Monroe. Thank you, Lord, though, for those around the world and this church, its faithfulness to missions, and those who serve everywhere and how we're a part of it. God, may we continue to be faithful. And I pray, Lord, that we would have a service today where we hear from you, we're challenged, we're encouraged, and we respond according to your will. Thank you again, God, because you love us so. And all God's people said, amen. Personally, um, I want to thank each of you for uh, last week, especially the gift, each of you what you've said, cards, thank you. So I just want to publicly thank each of you. And I'll be here Wednesday night and we get to eat together. That's always a good time. Remember, we're two or three gathered together. There's a meal. So Wednesday night we're going to have a meal. So I don't know, I hadn't talked to you, Bryce. We might come, you guys might get to eat a little bit and then go up there or something, run away. Um, or maybe I'll just eat. If there's a lot of chocolate, I'll be there, I promise you that. So we had never talked. Huh? I said, if they cook it, they will come. Yes, cook it, they will come. Amen. So that's special. Well, today is a special day, and I really appreciate each of you being a part of it. Um, it's my privilege for the first time to be, not first time to introduce, but first time to be able to introduce Pastor Dan and Sister Lynn Masters. And at this time, he's going to come and break the bread of life that God's laid on his heart. Sometime back, he said, no, I don't need you to preach today. I got one. So praise the Lord. And God's good. And nobody's going to go, yeehaw, born me. So come on up here. He said, let you have it. <laughs> hey, I want to thank you all for being here today. And uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love that you have given our way. And I got a most, we got a most, our first letter in the mail this week to our new address. And it was from, it was from Cypress Street Church. 
And I really appreciate it. I don't know who's in charge of doing that, but you all did a beautiful, it was very well timed. Appreciate it so very much. Thank you so much for uh, many of you that came over and helped us move all the boxes and stuff. And, and you that repaired the scratches or some of the scratches that we got in our furniture and fixed our little doors. And y'all had a part. I got somebody brought me, didn't bring Lynn, brought, brought me some sweet rolls yesterday morning. And uh, boy, I, I, I'm still eating on them. Lynn can't eat them because she's on a diet, but that's okay. Bring them on. And, uh, and uh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for your love. And thank you so much for your uh, calling me. Thank you so much for being obedient to the Lord in the continuing ministry here at Cypress Street. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. The only th I told Lynn the only thing different, we should have been here a month ago. And uh, yeah, I know. And uh, thank you, Ray, for uh, Pastor Ray, for all you, that you have done and served the church very well in the last hundred years. And uh, we are, I, I am so, so proud to call you my friend and my brother. We do have some visitors here that come a long way just for this service this morning. I'd like to introduce you because he's probably going to tell you a little bit more if you ask him. But this is my younger, my older, I mean my younger brother. Uh, and he traveled from Austin, Texas. And yeah, this is, this is Tim and Terry. And I did not know they were coming. And they came in and I thought, am I in the right place? And uh, they surprised us. And I'm so glad to have them. Um, Tim is retired. I don't know how he did that. But, well, almost. But anyhow, he beat me to that. But I'm so glad to be here this morning. This is Palm Sunday. Uh, I reminded the first Sunday uh, that I was pastoring, I came to uh, Hillview Church of God in Kansas City, Kansas, and I didn't know, kind of like here, I'm not quite sure of names, and, and uh, so uh, they had a little boy, his name was David, and uh, he was freckled and had red hair, and he was kind of wild a little bit, but he went to his mother and, uh, after church and he said, who is that creature? <laughs> so I have been called all kinds of names. Uh, just so you call me for supper and lunch, that will, will be great. I am a, a, a Dan Masters and I was born and raised in central Illinois uh, and home of the fighting Illini which doesn't mean anything, but I am a Cub fan. Please make note of that. Put that down in your notes of, of negatives. And I'm an Alabama fan. Roll Tide. All right. So we're getting all, uh, all the preliminaries out of the way. And I want to take us to the scripture that, uh, we, that was already read a little bit from, from uh, um, Matthew chapter 21 verses 6 to 10, and I want to focus on the subject, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I think it'll have something to do with me this morning, so we'll see. Verse 6, and, as, and the disciples went and did just as Jesus had directed them, and brought the donkey and the colt, and laid on them their garments on which he sat. And most of the multitude spread their garments in the road. 
Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. And the multitudes going before him and those who followed after were crying out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. These next two verses are very important. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred. I hope to stir you just a little bit today. Saying, who is this? Another version says, who is this guy? Well, we all know the story of, of Palm Sunday, how, how it was prophesied even in the Old Testament that G, the Messiah would come, the long-expected Messiah would come, and he would ride a young colt into the city of Jerusalem. Now, this is what we call in the Christian calendar as the Passion Week. A lot of things took place in this week, this Holy Week. And uh, as Jesus begins this week, he, he begins by riding into Jerusalem on this young donkey. What a sight that must be to see uh, the people taking their, their, their coats off, throwing them down for him to walk out, to treat him as majesty. The palm branches that were waving. We used to have when I was uh, in, in other churches on Palm Sunday, we'd have all the kids with palm branches and they would come to start the Palm, the, the palm Sunday service, coming down the aisles of that first song was saying, waving, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna unto the King. Well, we want to do that this morning, but for, for, in order for us to do that, we have to understand who this guy was that was riding this colt into Jerusalem. And as he came, it says, all the city was stirred. How long has it been since your heart has been stirred about anything? Now, we live in a society that we don't want to lose our tempers. <clears throat> we don't want to be too, too humble. Uh, we want to be brave. We want to be courageous. Uh, but we need to have our hearts stirred by the Holy Spirit in our lives as we live for Christ. I think it's important that we understand who Christ is. Who this man is that we worship this morning, we sang into this morning. We lifted our hands unto the Lord. We lifted our hearts unto him. Who is this guy? Because you see, that's the pinnacle of my ministry here at Cypress Street. I want to proclaim the name of Jesus, that he is Lord. Amen? Amen. You're too quiet, church. I, I, I want to proclaim the name of Jesus because he is our Lord. He's our Savior. He is our King. Hallelujah. I pray that he is yours this morning. That's my goal for however long I may be here. I am concerned about people and their eternal destiny. And more than anything else, as pastor, I want to know where you're at in your eternal life. I'm going to be finding out. And you better listen. <laughs> and you better look out. <laughs> Not that bad. Not that bad. Some of you are asking, as we ask about this man riding this colt into Jerusalem, some of you are asking, what about that guy in the pulpit? Who is he? Who is this guy? And let me just tell you very briefly, because I've already shared with you the last time I was here, a few of my ideas, but first of all, I want you to know that I'm a grace giver. I may sound rough, 
And I may sound mean. And I may sound bold, but I want to tell you at the bottom of my heart, I'm a grace giver. You see, I wasn't called to be your judge. Jesus is the judge. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world may be, be saved through him. And so I am excited to be able to proclaim Jesus as Lord and that Jesus is our Lord. And I want you, each and every one of you, to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior if you already haven't. Now I'm aware that many of you have been in the church many years. But maybe perhaps we've lost just a little glimmer of who Jesus is and what he truly means to us in our life. I'm a grace giver. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to believe what you tell me even if it seems unbelievable. I'll give you grace except when you're not in church on Sunday morning. <laughs> I try to exemplify generosity and I know many of you are. And I uh, am a, a person that is very generous. I believe what God has given me has been given to me to bless others. And I want to exemplify that to you. I am a person that I expect. My expectations is God's blessings for us through our obedience. That God will pour out his blessings upon this congregation as we are obedient and listening to his voice and obeying his word. I believe I am a victorious person. I like to live in victory. Do you? I like it when Alabama beats LSU. Isn't that exciting? Oh, I may, I, this may be my one and only here. We rejoice. We're victorious. I don't think it was that way this year, was it? I like to have victory in life. I like to look at the good things in life. I don't like to be a nitpicky. Nitpicky like not having the toilet paper holder on the wall that keeps falling off in the parsonage. Uh, that, I don't believe in being nitpicky. I believe we get along a whole lot better if we look for the good points in people instead of the bad points. We're not downers. But we're uppers in that respect. So that's kind of a little bit of my personality. But let me tell you this. I am not the Messiah. I hope that you did not feel that, that when, about, about calling Pastor Dan that he's going to revolutionize and he's going to change our church and he's going to grow our church. I'm just not it. But Jesus is. I hope to be an instrument of those things taking place but I hope that you will be an instrument, that you will come alongside of me and be an instrument also of those changes. I strive to be a leader. I strive to follow, say to follow me as I follow Christ. And let me tell you this, my honest feeling and belief as I address you this morning, and I want you to take this to the bank. No one is more important than you are. No one, whatever your age may be, no one in God's eyes is more important than you are. And I will respect that because you are children of God, children of the King. And I need to, uh, to, to uh, uh, look at you as in that respect. My office is always open. I say I'm open for business for the kingdom. 
And I want our church to be able to be open for business for the kingdom. You know, there's a lots of things that, uh, that transpire in our lives. Uh, in our temporal world, uh, there's a lot of things that take place. But the eternal things are the most important. And I want to be ob uh, uh, open for business for those eternal things that last forever. I wrote this, and I don't know if I should say this or not, because I don't want you to get a negative feeling about this, because it's not. I wrote, if you're not in church, I will chase you down. Um, unless you have the principal's excuse, and I'm the principal. I promise I will love you. But most of all, eternity, where will you spend eternity? That's this man here. Now let's talk about the man from the scripture just for, for a moment. Who is this man? And Jesus very much describes his own ministry in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Jesus said as he began his ministry... Luke chapter 4, verse 14 and following. Jesus returned after leaving the wilderness in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through all the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath. As was his custom, he went to church. Uh, he entered the, the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up and he read from Isaiah. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and he opened the book and he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and set free those who are downtrodden to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And Jesus closes the book and gave it back to the attendant. And he sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And Jesus began to say to them, Today... This scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What Jesus is saying, here's who I am. This is my ministry. And if we could encapsulate in our own lives this ministry that Jesus had. The church's ministry of today is the same as Jesus. It hasn't changed one bit. The ministry is just this. Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Folks, if there's anything that we need, we need a Holy Spirit fire coming down from heaven upon God's people today. Amen. We don't need a set of services. We need a revival of God's spirit anointing us. Folks, we can do nothing unless we are anointed of the Holy Spirit. We can try to lead all kinds of people to Christ, but unless the Holy Spirit does it, it's not going to happen. And so we've got to be merely tools and instruments 
of his spirit. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why was Jesus able to do what he did in his ministry? Because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. He had been anointed by the Holy Spirit. He had been anointed to preach the gospel. Church, the message of the church is to preach good. Can y'all say good? Good news. Have you got any good news this morning? I do. We sang it. Jesus Christ is Lord. He was born. He was raised. He was crucified. He rose from the grave. He was anointed to preach the gospel. I want you to know that we're all anointed to preach the gospel. Jesus said, go into all the world. Who was he talking to? He was talking to you and me. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Teaching them to observe those things that I have taught you. And lo, I used to think that was a name, lo. Lo, I am with you. How often? Always. Isn't that nice to know you've got company wherever you go? You're never alone. Jesus is with you. Jesus' ministry was to proclaim release to captives. You know, there's a lot of people in life that carry a heavy load. Some of you carry a heavy load. I know that. We've all been through different circumstances and situations that we weren't sure how we should handle it. But I want you to know when we call upon the name of Jesus, he helps us in our release of letting those things go that we need to let go of. Jesus said, I've come to give recovery of sight to the blind. You know, we live in a very blind world. Blind in a physical sense, but blind in a spiritual sense also. People don't know Jesus. The statistics are going down, down, down of people who know Jesus in our own cities, in our own community, in our own nation. Folks, our job is to point them to Jesus. Recovery of sight to the blind. Now, it's not by preaching at them, and it's not by reading that, but recovery of sight to the blind is we live it. We live who Jesus is. To give recovery of sight to the blind and to have that anointing upon us. We cannot live mixed messages. We must live a message of God's peace and God's forgiveness and God's healing. Jesus' ministry was to set free those who are downtrodden. You ever been downtrodden? I have. Hey, folks, you know, uh, there's been times in my life that I've had to go to some other people for counsel, for godly counsel. And I don't know what I would have done without them. And they helped me lift me from my despairing moments to recovery of my sight and my spirit. When Jesus saved me, there was victory in Jesus. But to be honest with you, I know that every day we don't always feel like there's victory in Jesus, do we? But Jesus gives us that victory and lifts us out of our despair, despair and depression. And then Jesus says, I have come to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Church, we're here to proclaim. You know what that means? 
It comes out of our mouth and with our life. Proclaim the faith. This is the year of the Lord. It's a time of victory for the saints. It's a time of victory as we look to God and we discover the new and, and, and wonderful things that he has created for us that will bring him glory and honor. I like what this last, this, this last one says, that he closed the book. Jesus closed the book after reading from, from Isaiah. He closed the book that he was reading in Isaiah and he said, now today, what I just read, what I just read, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And what is Jesus saying? This is who I am. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I proclaim. This is my ministry. And I'd ask you this morning, do you know this Jesus? This Jesus that has done so many wonderful, great things in our life. Our salvation. Our victory. Our sanctification. Our anointing. There's a story uh, that uh, Brother Gerald Marvel told several years ago at camp meeting in Anderson. And I always remember this story because it reminds me of what my ministry is. And it's a story about a little boy that was born without a father in the mountains of Tennessee many, many, many years ago. And as he grew up, he always wondered, had a question in his mind, who was his daddy? Because he was born illegitimately, according to the standards of those days. He felt like he was an outcast because he'd see other children running and playing and being with their daddies, having fellowship with their daddies, being taken place by their daddies. So he kept asking his mom, who's my daddy? Well, his mom didn't like that question and she tended to ignore this question for, for many, many times that he asked of it until one day the little boy was walking through his little countryside and he ran across an old, run-down, dilapidated church. And he would walk by that church and he came back one day and asked his mom, said, Mom, why, why don't we ever go to church? And his mom said, uh, we're not that kind of people. We're, we're not good enough to go in church. We're poor. I don't have a husband. She went on and on and on, all the reasons why they couldn't go to church. But one day, the little boy snuck out of the house and guess what he did? He went to that little church. And there was so many, there was people there and, 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 and for the first couple times that he went, he'd sat near the back so he could carefully as this a preacher was winding down his sermon he would uh, he would kind of just slip out because after all he didn't want anybody to ask him the question what's your name who's your daddy and so he would slide off until one day he came to that church and the preacher was preaching like he'd never preached before and it just spoke to this little boy's heart. And before long, before he realized it, the benediction had been said, and he couldn't escape without people noticing this little boy. 
Oh, and he was so scared and he was so ashamed that somebody would come up to him and ask him, Son, who's your daddy? Who's your father? What's your family name? Because he didn't have a family name that he knew of. But all of a sudden, through the crowds, the old preacher came down and saw this little boy. And this preacher came down and he said, Son, greeted him. He said, Son, who's your daddy? What's your family name? And the boy was so ashamed, so embarrassed, and he just wanted to hide under the pews. And finally the old preacher said, Oh, wait a minute. I know who you are. I know your family name. Son, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. You have a wonderful heritage, son. You have a great life to live. You will be blessed by God as you seek and obey him. And that little boy changed. His whole demeanor changed. He went home and his mom said, what happened to you? He said, I'm a child of God. I know who my daddy is. That little boy grew up and he became a governor of the state of Tennessee. That's a true story. But what's even truer is who's your daddy this morning? Do you know Jesus? That's the story we had to tell. That's the story that we have as the Cypress Street Church is to tell others about Jesus. I want Jesus to be here. But Jesus has called us to be equipped here and he's called us to go out there and to tell the wonderful story of Jesus and what we've experienced within our own heart. Would you join me as we pray this morning? Gracious Father, thank you for the privilege of speaking your word. And thank you, Lord, for calling us your children. And thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us through the born-again experience, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the reading of the Word. Thank you for the revelation that we see of you in the Word of God. We simply ask this morning that you would join us in our ministry, Father. Or rather, not you join us, but Lord, that we would join you in the ministry this morning. That we would be able to say to others that we are the only Jesus some people ever see. And we're the only words of life some will ever read. So, Father, let you live in us that others may live also. Father, if there be someone this morning that is not sure of their relationship with you, Lord, speak in that still, small voice. Lord, we've got many challenges here in this congregation, and we sure need you. We don't need another preacher. We don't need another teacher. We don't need nothing else except the power of the Holy Spirit falling down upon us and reviving us again. Lord, would you bless us, and Lord, would we take these words with us from this place. In Jesus' name, amen.
Do you stand as we sing this morning? Thank you, Pastor Dan. Very challenging, very encouraging as well. And uh, so all we got to do is just go out there and let the Holy Spirit lead us, right? You might find yourself some crazy places, you know. Dan, would you and Lynn maybe kind of head on down, especially the first Sunday or so, and you won't have this opportunity that much. Everybody can get a chance to at least greet them. And I don't talk to them about your life story today, okay? We don't want them to run off. Okay, we've done parked the van. We, we've already paid for it. But maybe just shake their hand briefly, introduce yourself, and, and love on them a little bit. we got a little time till circles. And then uh, also invite somebody. we got a meal, and it starts at 6 o'clock, so we can do that. Maybe the youth, Bryce, they'll come a little early and eat, and then get up there, and Bryce can impart wisdom and truth on them uh, and have a good time. So we have a lot uh, scheduled and a lot of cool times ahead. Just love on one another and forgive him for those comments about Alabama, okay? I did think it's funny, the chairman of the search team is an Alabama fan and we got a pastor from Alabama, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Actually, we all need to 2.30 be praying for the girls at LSU is what we need to be doing. <laughs> Let's close in prayer. God, you know how awesome all of these people are here at Cypress Street, my church family, your people. Lord, each of them um, just brings something special that you made in them, and I, and I can see only a glimpse of it. And God, you have great things in store for their life. And Father, as long as each of us follow your Holy Spirit and follow our leadership and just really strive to be unified to be all that you want us to be, the kingdom will grow. And Lord, we want to be used by you. So I pray blessings on each person here, Lord. And when there's a need, God, let us run together and meet it together and love on one another. Thank you for being a part of this church family. And all God's people said, amen. You're dismissed. Thank you.